Welcome to the Southern Comfort, the SoCon podcast, where we talk all things Southern Comfort sports. I'm Cole Spivey, and my guest today is Robert Klein, a WCU manager and close personal friend. Hey, Robert, thank you for joining us today. Um, you want to go ahead and tell the SOCOM Southern Conference listeners uh, a little bit about yourself, you know, your experience in the Southern Conference and what you do. Yeah, um, just like uh, Thomas on the past episode, I'm a manager at Western Carolina, and I'm also a junior, and I'm also a friend of yours after you worked there for two years. Um, but it's just the, the normal daily stuff is just helping with practice and helping with games each and every week when we can. Um, first thing we're going to start off with here in this podcast is we're going to talk about the results of Saturday. Um, Citadel at Western Carolina obviously postponed to the coronavirus. Um, sucks yep. to lose that one for the Cats. Um, Wofford went, uh, welcomed Samford to the arena and they beat them 94-84. VMI hosted Chattanooga and beat them 84-79. Furman hosted Mercer and defeated them 83-80, and ETSU went to UNCG and defeated them 71-61. Is there anything in those scores that really shocks you, something you didn't expect? Um, I mean, I've been on the marker this year of anything can happen each and every game, so, like, nothing really shocks me anymore. Like, no one is bad in this conference, and so, like, I don't expect, like, all the – the lines and everything, I don't ever think any of them can be right because we never know what's going to happen. But I guess the one that would shock me the most would be VMI, but it really didn't shock me that much because VMI's got a good team. Yeah, Jake, Jake Stevens um, putting up 25-9 and nine really kind of shocked me, especially against uh, Kanich at Chattanooga. I believe he's a seven-footer. Um, and Jake really just shot the ball well from three. And uh, even though I think he ended with zero assists in that game, he made it quite a, a good, good bit of passes that I thought should have been counted as assists, or at least um, his teammates could have helped him put the ball in the basket. Um, Wofford Sanford, I don't know if you got to catch any of Bucky ball, but it definitely, it's going to be high pace. And uh, that press is going to be scary for a lot of teams in the Southern Conference. Um, you have anything to say about that press and maybe just what you think is going to happen to some teams facing Sanford this year? I mean, Presses are always – if you can run it right, it's going to it's gonna hurt a lot of teams you play. It's going to get them in bad situations, and it can just really demoralize you if you can't score or if you keep turning the ball over in the backcourt. So, I mean, you just got to be consistent and got to play strong through it. And that press definitely can hurt some teams. Um, I'm excited to see Western go up against it and possibly UNCG, Sanford. That should be a good one when they end up tying because both those teams like to try and get steals and turn press the each other over. Yep. Um, ETSU at UNCG, this is one that kind of shocked me as well, but UNCG just looked out of sync in that one. Um, Isaiah Miller was the only Spartan in double digits. He finished with 24, I believe. you have anything to say there? Did that, that shock you that ETSU went to Greensboro in the Coliseum and knocked off the Spartans? Well, like I said earlier, nothing like really shocks me. But, I mean, when you out-rebound somebody 46 to 29, you should probably win the game. Yeah, you're not going to lose many rebounding like that. Uh, Throwback to Tori and Prince when they asked Baylor how they lost to uh, Yale, I believe it was. Is when you go up and get the ball and you come down with it after a shot, they got more of those than we did. And it's hard to win a lot of games doing that. Um, yeah. The last slate, uh, Furman versus Mercer. Mercer loses by three in that one, but they're still without Averez. And from what I've heard, he's got a cast on his foot. So it's looking like he might be out for a little bit. Um, 
Did you expect the Paladins to win by three there? Did you expect the margin to be a little more? Um, I could have seen – that was one of those toss-up games. It was like uh, on Wednesday when Furman squeaked by a chat. Then uh, I just – if you can win up close, you can win them. I mean, yeah, they, shot, they shot from three better. But, I mean, it was a really close game overall. Yeah, Clay Mounts, um, I believe he had 25 in that one. He played really well. Um, we're going to transfer now to the yeah, 27. Yeah, he, he played really well. Um, we're going to transfer now to the Wednesday game slate. Um, UNCG at Wofford, that time is still to be decided from what I got. Um, Citadel at Mercer and then Furman at, Carol- at Western Carolina, which has been postponed, yeah. and then Samford at Chattanooga. Um, is there any there that really stick out to you? I think the the UNCG Wofford is going to be a good game. The Furman Western game would have been really good, but we're you know that would have been a great one. It'd have been yeah. great to get them into the Ramsey Center early in the season and hopefully push them, uh, knock them down, and take that W. Um, I think for UNCG Wofford, Isaiah Miller has to have some help in that one. Um, Koval has to step up. He had three or four blocks, I believe it was. Um, Saturday night, but it just they, they, no one else is putting the ball in the basket. You can't get the rebounds. Yeah, you can't account for one guy. Um, nope. And then Samford Chat, you have any thoughts on that? I think that's kind of a a must win for Chattanooga after you know starting out nine and zero and then dropping the next two in the conference. You think Bucky I mean, Buck will push them there? It's a winnable game for both of them. Uh, if Samford can get them stuck in the press early on and harass them, then I could see that going in favor of the Bulldogs, but the mocks aren't a bad team, so they could still come out of there and get a sneaky little dub. Yeah, um, David Jean Batiste is going to have to play in that well in that one. He had 29, I believe it was, in that loss to VMI and still couldn't carry them over the line. Um, the last game in that slate is Citadel at Mercer. Um, I believe Mercer is probably still going to be without Alvarez. You see the, um, the Bulldogs of Citadel going in there and knocking that one off? Do you see the – um, I mean, if, if Mercer doesn't prepare right, then that could definitely happen. I mean, uh, Citadel's been shooting well so far in the season, so expect a lot of shots to go up. But, I mean, like Mercer has – on ESPN, they have a 72% chance to win. So, I mean, you probably look for that win, but I wouldn't count out Citadel right now. Um, definitely. Caden Rice and uh, Hayden Brown are averaging double digits for the Citadel. So they're going to definitely come to play and hopefully try and help them win that ball game. Um, turning over now to Saturday's game slate. We've got VMI at Furman, Chattanooga at the Citadel, Mercer at UNCG, ETSU at Wofford and WCU at Samford. Um, that one, we're probably going to have to look to see if that one ends up. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be moved most likely. Yeah. Um, is there any there that catches your eye? Um, think one that'll shock the country or maybe one that'll really turn into a barn burner um mercer uncg could be a barn burner um i think etsu waffle would be interesting but i think it could be a big game for either team i everything just seems so even keel to me so it's like anything can go either way so i'm looking for they're they're all going to be good games in my mind Definitely. So everyone should be watching. Um, I think the VMI at Furman one, that's going to come down to Jake Stevens. Um, 
if VMI is going to want to get into it. Like I stated, uh, he had 25-9-3 last Saturday. And if he can repeat that performance and Greg Parham can help putting the ball in the basket. But I really think Mike Bothwell and Clay Mounts are going to have some fun in that one for the Paladins and score a whole bunch of points. Um, Chattanooga at the Citadel. You think Chattanooga rebounds against the second military school? Um, they need to. But like I said earlier, if they don't uh, pay attention to the scouting, if they don't – and if VA Citadel becomes 8-0 with the win over Mercer on Wednesday, then they're going to have their hands full again. And they'll definitely be surging with some confidence. Um, Hayden Brown's going to have to play well in that one again. And I think Caden Rice and that one's going to have to get in the 20, 25 point margin. And if they end up shifting him over to David Jean Batiste, he's going to have to play some good defense on him. Um, Mercer at UNCG. This one is another one. Alvarez is, if he's healthy for that one, that's going to be a good one. If not, I think Isaiah Miller is going to kind of run rampant there. Is there anything that catches your eye on that one? I mean, it should be a def- it should be a defensive game, and the honestly the team that guards better usually wins. So you're just looking for the best defensive options there, and and Miller and Koval seem to have been doing that. But you have to get the ball. You can't just stop them. You have to score it too. Yeah, they've definitely got to work on that uh, rebounding that they failed to do against ETSU. Um, Ross Cummings will probably chip in another point, twenty points there, but I'm not sure if it'll be enough to help Mercer over the finish line in that one. And then you mentioned it earlier. This is the one I'd highlighted as the game of the week. Um, ETSU at Wofford. Um, This is going to be Ladarius Brewer versus Storm Murphy, two guys that had amazing weeks last week, um, helping both their teams start uh, Southern Conference play 2-0. You have a pick there. Do you think one team's going to be a little better than the other? Um, I think – I don't know who's going to win, but the vibe I'm getting is it's going to be a blowout on either, either side. Like, I, I don't have, like, a for sure winner. Yeah. But. Um, it really is going to depend on the three ball for both teams there. Walford likes to shoot it as a high clip, and ETSU too, ETSU does as well. Um, I think that one is also going to have a question mark around it. Um, let me look here in my notes. One of the ETSU players had limped off at the end of the last one, the last game, uh, Damari Monsantos. Um, he limped off the court against UNCG kind of late in that one. Um, he didn't go to the back or anything. He sat on the bench, but I don't believe he checked back into that game. So it's going to be interesting to see how healthy he is this week. Um, he's a redshirt fresh freshman. He's playing really well. You never like to see anybody get hurt. No, you definitely don't. Um, we're going to take a brief break here. And when we come back, Rob, we're going to um, play some trivia. I'm going to ask you some questions um, about the Southern Conference and statistics-wise. I'm going to see if you can – Get them right, and we'll inform the fans. Hey, thank you for still listening to us here on the SOCOM podcast. We're back from that break. Um, and if you just want to jump right into it, Robert, I'll throw the first one at you. You want to yep. guess who the leading SOCOM scorer is right now? Who's averaging the most points per game? Uh, is it Cummings from Mercer? It's actually Hayden Brown from the city. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You can, you can ask who they've played, but um, he's averaging 21.2 points, most of them against non-Division one schools, I believe it was, but they're, they are 7-0 down there in the Citadel. Mm-hmm. And next is, if you want to guess the rebound leader, I think this one will shock you. It's not actually a big guy. Uh, let me think. Um, I 
I'm gonna guess it's someone from ETSU. It's actually Malachi Smith from the Citadel. He's averaging eleven point one a game. Um, when well, Dave, I mean, they have played less games than everybody, so. Oh yeah, when when David Jean Baptiste uh, went down, or sorry, not from the Citadel. He's from Chattanooga. Sorry, um, when David Jean Baptiste went down for Chattanooga, uh, Malachi Smith really just stepped up. So. And um, these next two uh, might hit a little close to home for you, so maybe they can help you with that hint. Um, field goal percentage. You want to guess who's leading the conference in that? Well, with that hint, I'm guessing it's someone on Western. And I want to hedge my bets and say it's Xavier Cork. Yes, sir. That would be Xavier Cork. He's uh, shooting point. Six nine seven percent from the field. Um, he's definitely getting done for the cats. And this last one should be a softball for you. Um, most made threes in the conference. Mm, I'm thinking Matt Halverson. Yes, sir. Matt Halverson is leading the nation as of last night when I posted these stats. Forty one made three field made field goals from three. Um, last time I checked, I believe he is twenty fourth all-time in the SOCON, and if he ends up breaking the WCU record, he will jump to at least 21st if he can beat Jake Robinson. He needs 25 more for that, so keep your eyes out for that one, fans. And the last segment I had planned here for us today, Robert, um, I don't know how, how much you got to see and what you think of the players this week, but is there any players that stood out for you, anybody that you thought had a good week? Um, well, I mean, I haven't had the – ability or time to really watch many games this week. But I mean, there's been, there's big performances all over the place. Storm down in Wofford had a, I think an 18 and 11 game. And uh, Brewer for ETSU played well in both games. Yeah. Um, um, Koval, like we said, had a lot of blocks this one game. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely lit up the box score as far as blocks were concerned, but he just couldn't help Miller out with those points. Um, Storm Murphy, as you've mentioned, he had 16 points, five rebounds, four assists, and two steals in a win against Mercer. And he had 23 points, one rebound, 11 assists, and a steal uh, in a game against Samford. Both of those were wins for the Wofford Terriers, as you had mentioned. And we're going to go ahead and announce the Southern Comfort SoCon Podcast Player of the Week, as much as it pains me to do this. And we're going to be giving it to Ladarius Brewer. Um, against our cats. Uh, he had 21 points, seven rebounds, four assists, seven steals. And against UNCG, he had 18 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, and two steals. Um, really what put Brewer over the edge for Murphy for me was uh, I had ETSU losing both of those games, and they really were not clicking well as a unit rolling into Christmas, and I – after a near loss to Lee University, I saw them start 0-2, and, and he really kind of put the team on his back and said, we're not going to lose games in the SOCON this year. Um, is there anything about his performance or Storms that really stuck out to you? I mean, just getting teammates involved and just spread, stretching the floor. Definitely. Uh, the 11 assist for Storm Murphy when I was looking up these stats really caught me off guard. Um, what was impressive, I thought both players averaged 19.5 points a game this week. And that was really something that I thought was impressive for both players to be able to do that in a tough SOCON schedule. Um, 
Is there anything, you know, you want to say to the SoCon fans that are listening to the podcast? Anybody you want to tell them kind of what to expect this year, what you think the SoCon could result in? Uh, I mean, this year I think it's a very competitive, one of the most competitive it's been in a long, long time. And each week you never know what you're going to get. So I would stay tuned to every single team in the conference, and I wouldn't bet, uh, bet against anybody right now. But everyone looks good all across the board. And it's going to be a good year, I think, for the SOCON and for college basketball in general. Definitely. Hopefully we can just continue to play games, I think, as everything kind of winds on. Um, coronavirus obviously, obviously having the impact that it's having. Um, it's currently affected the Cats this week, and hopefully we don't see it hit the SOCON much more or the NCAA slate at all. Um, but as you tie it into kind of mentioning that anybody could beat anybody, do you see a, maybe a 10-1 upset or – Seven, eight, kind I think of. This eight, might be the year for that. You know, you this see might be the year for that. Uh, I mean, anybody could. So I wouldn't, I would just say watch and make your opinions based off of that. Uh, each week's going to be different, and each game means the world to every team. So it definitely that's what is. you got to do. Yeah. And I think also, kind of as it comes down to the wire, it's going to depend on who's healthy and who's able to play. Obviously, Alvarez missing both games last week for the for Mercer Hurt, and I think he makes a difference in at least one of those two. But um, I thank you for your time today, Robert, uh, taking time to come on the podcast. Um, we greatly appreciate you, Southern Comfort of SoCon podcast, and I'm sure the fans have appreciated your insight in the SoCon and kind of hear what it's been like and what your opinions are. So we thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for having me.